0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the SME Community Podcast. This week, we are putting together a highlight reel, going back to Local Enterprise Week and our first five episodes, and answering some questions that we've been receiving that have been answered on this podcast. Those questions are, what kind of help can the Enterprise Board give your business? Building value proposition with business model canvases. What exactly are economics? What is microfinance? What is mortgage switching? And how to deal with doubt in starting a business? Listen to this episode, and if you're interested in hearing more, go back and listen to our first five episodes for full details on everything we answer. Now, enjoy the show.
1: I suppose outside of Enterprise Week, then, these sort of things go on. You can get help of different kinds from the Enterprise Board. Absolutely. So um, what type of help is available,
2: I suppose? The help that's available uh, for grant assistance... our main grants would be for business uh, start-ups and developing businesses but it would include uh, mainly concentrating on manufacturing internationally trade services so there's um grants available to help them either start up or grow either employment grants or capital grants yeah. and then but for the wider community there is trading online vouchers and other initiatives that people can avail there's so many that it's great if people either make contact and come in and have one-to-one or can email us Yeah, because yeah. there is a wide and we try to support everyone yeah. even if we can't give them a grant we will give them maybe mentoring support yeah. or business advice or some other initiative
1: yeah and sometimes yeah. actually um
2: the business advice is worth more nearly it is because yeah, 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 it's yeah. information yeah. That it is you the information at the start yeah. and then if it is has the potential to grow or diversify we will move you on then and then hopefully once you get to yeah. the high potential we'll move you well, to Enterprise
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, the mentoring, you can get
2: that in any area, financial. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's across the board. So you might, you could be an existing uh, service in any area retail whatever and yeah. you might be just finding it difficult to market yeah your your service or product so you could come to us and we would uh allocate someone who has experience in that area to try and help, and to try and help on a one-to-one basis yeah which, which is, is amazing yeah which like, is you great, know to yeah. get yeah. a couple of areas oh, yeah, the supports yeah. through enterprise ireland are are huge and and great really you know there's your financial supports given to us that we can uh, support and you know and as well as support people involved, the mentors involved in these areas that they can also be supported. Yeah, yeah, which is great.
1: So I suppose, really, does it boil down to you're trying to figure out whether you can create gain for a customer or relieve some sort of pain that they have? Exactly. Is that a fair thing exactly. to say? Exactly.
3: And then when you're building a value proposition, it is about what that person's motivations or jobs or needs are, and then what pains or gains that they're experiencing while they're trying to do those jobs. Yeah. Um, so it's it's if your proposition fits within those pains and gains, yeah. then... Uh, and, and if it's at a high enough priority for the customer then you're starting to validate what you're offering Yeah. Brilliant. so it is it's like that value um, validation piece that customer discovery and customer validation piece isn't a sta- again it's not a static thing I use that word twice um, <laughs> but it, it's something that goes on and on and on you have to continually validate every single tweak and plan in, yeah. with the customers otherwise you're going to invest a huge amount of money in something that doesn't sell Yeah.
1: And
3: because, f- because nobody particularly wants it because you never asked
1: yeah. them and sometimes so. that happens
3: happens with uh, big investments in particular, does it? it? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. in the 90s, you know, software companies in the U.S. were invested in a concept stage and they spent mm. huge amounts of money on on, on a product that eventually got out into the yeah. marketplace and wasn't yeah. wanted. Yeah, so, yeah. And yeah.
4: yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. So, the, so the whole idea of minimum viable products and bringing the basic, the most basic product out to the market to show and get feedback. Yeah. But people are nervous about kind of showing their idea. That's you know? it.
1: And the other thing is as well, I think sometimes uh, tech in particular, you feel, oh, it's not perfect yet. Mm. Yes. I can't really yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah. it never
3: will be. No. Too yeah. 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 And I think it, um, companies and potential customers are better now at understanding that, there is, that, that their suppliers that their suppliers startup is in the developmental phase yeah. and they're quite happy to be part of that de- developmental phase yeah. whereas in the past people thought I can't go out until I've got the big fat bow on it and I'm all ready to go yeah. you know
1: wasting all this time yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And money yeah but the other thing is as well I think as you say if you've got the product and the offering right and um, you're creating this army of customers that come yeah. with you and yeah. it, to kind yeah. of go on the journey yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. true and they're branding. the
3: most loyal and develop developmental customers can be the most loyal yeah
1: yeah Yeah. And would you feel, I don't know if you can give an opinion on this, why the government has been so resistant uh, to bring in a policy for SMEs? You know, we are such a crucial part of the economy, particularly once you come outside Dublin. You know, we... Are injecting money well, into local I economies I don't
5: know if the government is resistant to it but it's difficult to, to form it there's so many different actors yeah. in it and there's so many different push and pull factors there and different SMEs want different things so it's yeah. it's quite difficult to form a strategy as Jim said everybody can kind of be an SME you yeah. have your, your one-man SME to your, your your larger SMEs operating in every region of the country in, in every kind of sector so it's difficult to put that strategy in place it's easier to put a strategy in place kind of at a much bigger firm level. You know, if you want to attract pharmaceutical companies, if you want to attract mm. IT companies, you can have a strategy for that. It's more straightforward. But if you want to develop lots of different uh, enterprises at a, at a smaller, more local level and, and grow them kind of organically. That's a much more difficult proposition. Yeah,
1: trying to find a thread, I suppose, yes. within it. Um. So, Patrick, uh, in your job, you're focused on the macroeconomy of Ireland. And so there's two, I suppose, sections in economics, micro and macro. So can you just explain to people listening what that is or what is macroeconomics?
5: Well, essentially, when you talk microeconomics micro is almost like an individual, why individuals make the the choices they do. The macros when you scale that up, why is everybody within the economy operate why do consumers, all consumers make the choices they make, or why are they acting in this way or all businesses? That's so that's so that it's more like a, a country level focus to say why is everybody doing everything in here now and what are they gonna do in the future? That's gonna the focus of what I look at.
1: Great. It's actually an interesting subject then, Jim. (laughs) Uh,
5: Well, yeah, I
0: mean, I think it's fascinating because I really do believe that economics is the fundamental of everything else that happens in society. Yeah. Because uh, we economists are frequently accused of being preoccupied with economy um, and have no interest in the social side. But at the end of the day, without a functioning economy, you will not generate the resources necessary to fund social welfare and all of the other public services that government provides. Uh, the macro kind of looks at the big picture stuff, as Patrick says. Yeah. The micro, you know, it looks looks at much more sort of individual or micro yeah. level, yeah. literally. Yeah. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, for any actor in the economy, what's happening at the macro level is incredibly important. Yeah. Um, but then if you drill down beneath that, you find in different sectors different companies. They have different issues that affect them, so for example brexit um there is oh, a there is a macro-economic, our favorite there subject. <laughs> Yeah, but there there is a sort of a, a macroeconomic impact of brexit, how it influences the overall economy, yeah, but if you delve down, you go to a sector level, so for example, the beef industry, yes, brexit is a massive issue um uh, for tourism, I think it's a massive issue, yeah, for other sectors, it's less of an issue, but that's what the micro looks at sort of specifically how. Yeah. what's happening down at the yeah. third level or the individual level.
1: So for people who don't know, you know what a micro business is, mm-hmm. can you just tell us uh, yeah. what
4: yeah. type of business that would be? So, yeah, we come across this day in, day out, um, and my passion is to work with the micros. I really get a lot out of working with the smaller guys. Oh, brilliant. I feel the bigger guys get everything, and the yeah. smaller guys get very little. So the micro can work from sole trader up to a maximum of 15 to 25 people. Um, that's who the Leos
1: are targeting for the Fantastic. micros, yeah. And there's plenty of us out there. Plenty, but it's of, like yeah. they finally realised, um, you know, small is good. Absolutely. Not everybody mm-hmm. can grow to the size of Facebook yeah. or whatever.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But there's been stats even have been um, documented there uh, over the last couple of months about the percentage of the smaller companies and their contribution to the economy.
1: And it's massive. It's absolutely huge. And sometimes I think that goes unnoticed. Yeah, Yeah. because even we pay the bulk of the taxes here, actually, which Mm -hmm. we were discussing um, in the last podcast. Mm -hmm. So what is the Lean Programme? Is it basically about eliminating waste within a business, or how does it work? Well... Basically, it is. We're looking at wastes. We're looking how we can reduce your
4: waste. We're looking at how we can streamline your processes, how we can make things more efficient for you. And more often than not, it's just about common sense. It's about looking at how you do things just now and asking questions: Why are we doing it that way? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, And that way, we can save money. Yeah. Um, We we're engaging our team as well, so we're giving them the autonomy to fix the problems. Uh, And we're looking at where the bottlenecks are. Yeah, yeah. So. This thread runs through every business that I, um, that I go to on a daily basis, um, whether they be sole traders, whether they be 10 employees, 15 employees, 25 employees. They all have the same issues. Yeah. yeah? And the three things that I come up against every day is communication and clarity and roles and responsibilities. Yeah, communication, and once you get
1: those three out of the way then it opens the gates yeah. which is brilliant it is it's fantastic it oh, really it's is so, yeah. so exciting that it's mm-hmm. available to sole traders as yeah. well um so yeah because each had actually mentioned in episode one that you do look at things like the sales process mm-hmm. so how does that work or okay. can you give any tips on yeah. that i just yeah. thought that was fascinating yes yeah, yeah definitely
4: so sometimes you're going to a business that may be sales orientated now i know we all have to have sales in the, in the business to keep the business going um, but what we tend to do is we'll look at the process so how does the sale get to the door? what yeah. happens to it when it gets in the door and what happens to it when it goes back out the door yeah, yeah. so it's this kind of um, without stating the obvious about the input transformation and output yeah? That, yeah that flow we're looking at that flow we're looking at how does it get
1: here and what happens to it when it gets in because you're making the sales but you're probably not thinking about how long yeah. it takes to make absolutely. the sale absolutely how, you yeah. know how many phone calls or emails or whatever you have to yeah. make so that's yeah. what yeah. you guys are looking
4: at absolutely and one of the seven wastes is a thing called over processing oh yeah I love the sound yes. that. so overprocessing. Processing is doing extra steps within that process that the customer's not paying for. Oh, okay. we all know about yeah, that. Yeah. So yeah. Some of the examples we use is um, like your invoicing for, for, for talking sake. Everyone needs to raise an invoice or so you won't be paid. Yeah. Okay? But your customer's not paying for that. They yeah. couldn't care less that it takes Sally and the accounts office three hours to generate an invoice. All they're interested in is the invoice at the end of the day for paying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So these are steps that we look at, you know, as to, well, how long is it taking you to do that? How Mm -hmm. many people are involved in doing that?
1: And then let's look at better ways of doing it. So trying to automate it as well. Well,
4: in some instances, yes.
5: yes, Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, And I suppose, is it important for business to try to keep making continuous improvements and work towards this kind of standardized system? Yeah,
4: absolutely. That's what Lean's all about. It's all about continual improvement. If you imagine a circle... Yeah. It never ends. Yeah. So once you get round to the next part of the circle, it's all about looking at right. How's a better way of doing that again? Yeah. yeah. So it's continual and it's roll on, roll on, roll on.
1: Brilliant, and I saw also um, that you had mentioned on your website that you can save ten years on your mortgage by switching. So, do you want to give us an example of that, or how does that work? Yeah,
6: so most people associate like mortgage switching, or when they're aware of it, they think, okay, I can save, I can reduce my repayments, which is fantastic. And absolutely, you can do, you can, you can save significantly and substantially. And we always take the example, I suppose, of you know, there's two options: you can either reduce your repayments, or you can keep your repayments the same, but. Reduce your mortgage term. So at the moment, a lot of people would take out mortgages of 30 and 35 years and then they kind of go, mm, oh, like yeah, me and the 40s going really. So we would look then at options of, okay, if your mortgage is affordable, and so you're kind of going, oh, will I bother switching? It's okay. You know, there's bigger things in my life. I'm busy. Yeah. But then you look and you say, okay, if you have a 300,000 euro mortgage and you are paying a 4.5% interest rate, and if you switch that mortgage to say a five year fixed rate, which would be 22 percent, you um, can clear nine years, nine and a half years yeah. off your mortgage, so you reduce your it's term huge. from thirty years down to just over twenty. Yeah, which is massive. And I suppose it's you're not, it's not costing you more. You're paying the same. It's just that yeah. you're actually action the process to move to a, a rate that has a significant impact. Which is
1: huge freedom. That's you're huge buying freedom, freedom basically. Freedom, yeah. yeah. Yes. We were and, and of the also rate. like you know
6: everybody is we talked earlier you know today about childcare costs and how much of a drain that is on young families. Uh, it's nearly, and in most cases, bigger than the mortgage commitment a lot of people have, especially if they're in urban areas. Yeah. And uh, um, so switching again, like you know, reduces the the monthly repayments. It's pure interest. It adds no value to your mortgage. So it's one of those things that it's just. The unknown, and it's kind yeah. of like we found that when people understand the process and what they can save, they do it. Mm-hmm. And, and actually, what they do is you go, "You just do it for me." Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll do it. But yeah. well, actually, I did not start, does it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just <laughs> <where you> start <laughs> otherwise. So yeah, yeah. Yes.
1: um And I suppose uh, just before we leave that point, if you have a tracker mortgage, mortgage is that something no. you need to be careful of? Yeah, yeah. You never,
6: you never. Switch We're a never going to get those again. Mortgage. No. Yeah. So it's such a valuable product that you you should never switch, or you should be very very. Are cautious of anybody looking to, to switch a yeah. mortgage if you're on a yeah. tracker because tracker rates are a direct link to the ECB rate, base rate and, yeah. and they were given out up to 2008 very small margins so anybody who's on a tracker rates paying the lowest rate on market um, in almost all cases
1: and they should not okay so that's a good point to get across mm-hmm. so you've all built successful businesses but did you ever have doubt in your mind at any time or somebody say to you that's not going to work or, you know, and how did you deal with that if you did? Um... Well, I suppose we built the business, but we didn't ever think about it. Right. It was organic. Yeah. It, yeah. it, like came, out business of, it came out of necessity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there wasn't any other work there for my husband when he graduated. So he started the business. Yeah. Then I met him and he was good at the business, but not good at the money side of the business. So yeah. I kind of started doing the books and... um it kind of grew from there. So, like, it was once you were in it, then you were in it. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's hard to get out. It's of very it. hard yeah. to get out. Of yeah, it, yeah. And yeah. once you have taken on loans or whatever in the business, and then once you have children, you're trying oh. to put food on the table. Yeah, and. Um, yeah. As I said, it just it just kind of happened. Yeah. But obviously he believed there was a gap there. You know, that yeah. Oh, there was. Whatever. And he was right yeah. about that. Yeah. 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 Which is yeah. great. So it's yeah. brilliant to have support. And it's great when two people come together and they have a different skill set. It just drives it on even further, doesn't it? Yeah. And um, Marianne, how about you? Because especially in fashion did anybody ever go or if you're going to art school you know the usual thing is yeah there's no job there yeah Uh you'll be a starving artist so um
7: um, did you come across that or um would you believe even with my own parents when I was I had a day job after I left um, college and um we had our first baby quite early I was only 20 yeah wow and um so it was kind of when I was saying I was leaving my day job to start my business my mother was like
1: Really worried. Yeah.
7: Why would you leave a job that you're paid every weekend? You don't know what's going to happen. And my dad was like, "Well, if if you don't try it, you'll never know." Which is a great attitude. To the other, yeah. And I I, both of them I took on board. Now, to be fair, it was daunting. The fear was there, but I think the fear of that fear drove you to um, earn your pound as well and to drive you on even more because you had to do it. Yeah. Because it became easy, you wouldn't really work at it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It like. But like in fifteen years later I set it up when I was expecting our second um baby and and as well it just started going to the recession then as oh, well. No, it, yeah, know, so yeah. it was a difficult time. But I I like I don't regret it. Now there is days where I'm kinda of going, Oh
1: I know, like we all get those. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, um, being an entrepreneur it all sounds great and everything but the bad days are yeah, bad yeah, aren't yeah. they you and, know? and it's
7: the fear of okay wages to pay mm. bills to pay yeah that, but yeah. That- and um, that's as I said earlier, that pain in your belly kind of when you wake up in the morning, you know. But then yeah. as the day goes on, you an amazing day, it's like you're invincible. And because yeah. the good days are great, yeah, it is. It's the good <laughs> with the bad. But I think if you didn't have the fear, you wouldn't drive your business either,
1: yeah, yeah. But I think it's something in you you can't switch off anyway. No. I find no. you yeah. just, you're just. Yeah, like tick, that. Tick, tick, yeah yeah, All yeah. The tabs are open when you lie down at night yeah it? that's it what do you think
7: what do you yeah no, totally i think
6: if you don't have the fear you're in a real comfort zone and so that's fantastic i suppose if that's where you where you want to be or if you your business is at a level that you're you're allowed to be at that level I yeah yeah um you know for me I always have the fear you always have, you know you always have the fear you always have that kind of niggling God am I mad especially when we were introducing doddle it involved a lot of self-financing a big commitment in terms of financing yeah because the a whole bootstrapping thing yeah, yeah and that's and that's what we've done yeah and I suppose then you kind of think what my was I thinking <laughs> you know why did I do this <laughs> um, and, and I don't know what that is it's just something that kind of is in you that says it should be done. I yeah. can do it. Yeah. Why don't I just do it? Yes. So you know, yeah. it's
1: kind of trying to but grow think, and change um, the business. That's a key uh, key part of an entrepreneur, isn't it? The innovation. I think mm-hmm. you know, if you're running a business, because you have to. If you don't evolve,
6: you die. Basically, yeah. in yeah. terms of the business, you yeah. know, in terms of the new business, and t- if you don't change, you always have to look to the future as to what's next. What's yeah. what's, what's going to happen? Thing yeah. In next yeah, moment? Yeah. Like,
7: even with social media and all of that, mm-hmm. you know, it's. Uh...